Hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast. Today we talk about John Morant and whether or not he deserves to ever play basketball again. We mentioned Coco Goff. We mentioned the Stanley Cup. We talk about if Ezekiel Elliott should even play football for the Dallas Cowboys. Probably not. Is LeBron going anywhere? And we also draft our favorite sports logos of all time. It's going to be a good one. Let's get started. All right, Church League Podcast, we've started. It's Roman hanging out with James, Corey, and the intern Weston. The ghost, the intern Weston. Yeah, you couldn't hear him last week, but let's see if you can hear him this week. Go ahead, say yeah, something. back better than ever. Back better than ever. Got that voice going. I think you can yeah, hear him is. now. It looked like you could hear him. There were squiggly lines. So <laughs> that's what I'm here for. That's, uh, we're, we're doing a great job. No, you're not here to be heard. You're really not. <laughs> you're really not. Ouch, man. But if I, if I need a stat, I think that you're no, better I, with the internet than we are. I will say he had some really good input last week. He just couldn't hear it. Yeah, it was. I listened to that episode yesterday while I was working around the house. And I was like, man, there's so much good stuff that they're missing out on. Yeah. If you want to really get the full Western experience, come check it out. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Come to church. Uh, we got a lot we're talking about. I mean, there's some things that are going on in the NFL that people really like. I haven't really been paying attention to the NFL at all. Um, the Stanley Cup is currently happening. The French Open is currently happening. Uh, Major League Baseball has some people in first place that haven't been in first place in a long time. And um, the Cardinals still suck. So uh, here we are. It's an interesting time in sports. There's a lot of sports. There's a lot of important sports. Yeah. Like I would say tennis, they, you know, they feel like they've got an important sporting event. It's obviously slam, yeah. in NHL. Um, in NBA, we're at the, the, you know, the championship series, mm-hmm. right? But because the teams aren't your traditional top teams, yeah, it just doesn't seem as hype as it normally is. It is an interesting it – is, it is a – I mean, to be fair, it'd be kind of cool. I mean, it's just speaking of the Stanley Cup, if like the Miami Heat won the NBA Finals and the right. Florida Panthers won, I mean, it'd be sweet. Yeah, but Two also seeds or whatever. The, yeah, like, it'd be awesome. Stay away from South Florida. To be fair, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I mean, just Vegas is up two zero. Anything could happen at the Stanley Cup. It, it, I mean, it could, but Vegas just looks. I'd say the margins, the margins of victory good. in the Stanley Cup are typically pretty close. Yeah, a lot can decide a a, a game in a series, but. It is interesting. We were talking about that between the Heat and the Nuggets. Like, do you think people are? How many people are actually going to watch right. this series? I think some are going to want to see the Nuggets get a championship, and Heat's been a compelling story. But if it's not the Lakers, if it's not um, Golden State, or if it's you know, you know, not the the Knicks or these big market teams, then what are you going to get? Well, I also think that like some of their style of basketball isn't the most fun to watch. Um, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it in a little while. We'll, we'll get. We will talk about the NBA Finals. Um, I want to start talking about the NFL a little bit because we haven't yeah. talked about the NFL in a while. No. Um, we didn't mention it last week, and I even said after that, like I felt like I felt real dumb personally that I didn't bring it up because, like, I thought it was outrageous that DeAndre Hopkins just got released. Um, and for me, it was like that's great. He was on my fantasy football team, so I cared, and like right. I know that he was very productive. So like, even with a Kyler Murray who's a baby. And like physically or just yes, emotionally, physically, emotionally, all those things. Um, you like couldn't. It was disappointing to yes. see Kyler Murray lose his mind over some coaching encouragement, right? And, and the coach ended up losing his job, basically because they got to they got to go with Kyler Murray, right? They've got yeah, they've got money in on him, but um, yeah, it was kind of hard to watch because 
was a Kingsbury, right? He was. That was the old Texas Tech linked to um, mm-hmm. linked there to to Kyler Murray for a long time. You think they'd have a more mutual respect, but. right? Well, we got some big names that haven't been signed or know where they're going yet. I mean, um, Austin Eckler got he did um, get resigned. He got yeah. resigned to the Chargers. I thought it was a great, great thing for them to do. A good thing for him too. It doesn't look like other running backs are right. Well, we got prioritized Dalvin Cook, who I think is for me the main one that I'm kind of shocked is he's still, still a Viking, is still out there. So technically, still waiting. The assumption is he's going to get dropped. Um, and then Ezekiel Elliott, who yeah. is just floating around, and and I, I mean, like. He's a great pass blocker, yeah, and that's about it at this point. But like, um, and then obviously DeAndre Hopkins. So like, if you if there is a scenario where you know you get to decide where Ezekiel Elliott is going or where DeAndre Hopkins is going, where would you like to see him go? So first question though, does uh, Elliott fall into a uh, like a veteran deal? Does he has he been around enough for that? He'd have to restructure I think more his. than likely, and I think that that's probably what would end up happening. But I'm wondering, so is he, you know, is he is his head too big? Is he going to like settle for a deal like that, or does he think he still has enough oh. to kind of? I thought you meant literally, and I thought yes, his head is literally too big. Well, yeah, he has too. no neck. Yes. But like, <laughs> I don't, I don't follow like Zeke's a tough one. I didn't follow Ohio State, and I wasn't a big fan. You never saw his belly button? I saw the. I mean, I, well, I, I respect <laughs> he. He's a he was yes, a sir. great college and great NFL running back. Mm-hmm. Um, the the I think that the NFL running backs being with the team for a long time and, and doing what um, Emmett Smith did is it's just gone. Yeah. You're not gonna I mean, I think Zeke may be that last big contract we see like like he got. And I think the Capitals gotta put themselves in a tough situation with that. And I, I think they knew that. Yeah. I'd like to see that get restructured and him stay with the Cowboys. Well, they missed they missed their chance on that one. You had Dak and uh, Elliott and some other you know big playmakers. They had their chance. Like yeah. it's time to move on. Yeah, and I'm not even for like a championship. I don't. I well, that's what they built that team go, for. Like I guess Frank is it Frank Gore, Fred Gore, Frank, Frank Gore, Frank, Frank Gore. Gore. You know he kind of hopped around and he stayed relevant and you know was able to kind of be that change of pace back with you know goal line back or whatever. Right. Um, so it wasn't hard to watch. You know the end of his season, end of his career, but something about Elliott, I think he just needs to finish with the Cowboys. If he can restructure it to kind of do a two year or a year to year and just be there for pass blocking, be there when Pollard inevitably inevitably gets hurt. Yeah, and um, and I mean, he was productive. I had him on my fantasy team through a trade, and it was like, you know, he was he was relevant to start in fantasy. That doesn't mean that they're worth yeah. paying in real football. But uh, for me, him being restructured, staying with the Cowboys, I just think unless he went somewhere that a chance a team that had a chance to win a championship like mm-hmm. the Jets picked him up or the you know who knows the Chiefs or somebody and just brought him in for but I think that would be the last time we'd ever see him. Weston you are a Cowboys fan and this is just a yes or no question do you want to see Ezekiel Elliott on the Cowboys next year no, no. all right great answer um I think that <laughs> um I'd love to see Dalvin Cook not be a Viking I think his talents are wasted on that team, and I would like to see him somewhere that – I mean, to be fair, he has that shoulder thing on a regular like, – like comes in and out or whatever, yeah. and then he randomly can get hurt. But, like, I I just – I feel like he's not utilized the way that he actually could be with someone like Kirk Cousins. Well, I was literally about to say, you're not going to make it that far with Kirk Cousins at yeah, the helm. Well, I rode that train in, the, in Washington. It went nowhere. Yeah. Dalvin Cook's not really a pe- – pass catching back like Eckler is. 
Um, I mean, he's capable. He's capable, but maybe that's just not the offense they were running. Um, so it would be interesting. Got Justin he, Jefferson, why throw anybody else a ball? Who, you, know? Dal- you said Dalvin's not a pass catcher? I mean, I don't. It didn't seem like not like Eckler, not like oh, no. They didn't. Guys. Well, so I don't they think they utilized him that yeah. way. Yeah, I think he definitely he, has he, the ability to. He could be. Yeah, but so he, like, they don't throw him the ball. Najee Harris two years ago was catching yeah. catching passes all over the place, and then they changed quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And so when the the scheme changes, he wasn't as useful. I think Dalvin Cook has still got plenty of tread on the tires. Yeah, it's sad though. Um, running backs just you get two or three years, they get past that rookie contract. They're unlikely to get paid big, which that doesn't bother me. They're still getting paid big. But how how long do they actually have in the league? And it's, you know, these guys are going to be – there aren't a lot of teams that are going to be able to use them. And the, most of these players aren't just going to go somewhere and um, and sort of ride their career out with, I don't know, the some team that's not a contender. Yeah. That's the sports – that's professional sports right now. If I'm a, I'm a big name, I want to go somewhere and get a championship. Yeah. Yeah. I want to secure my legacy – and um, if I can't do that, then, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, that's what, that's what NBA players do. Um, you don't really see it You don't really see it too much in Major League Baseball, but every now and then. Uh, like you got, you saw, um, oh, my gosh. Uh, Freddie Freeman? Lance, Lance Berkman. Oh, yeah. Lance Berkman did it with the Cardinals. So Freddie Freeman, um, I felt like, was against his will, which is Oh, no, he didn't want to leave like, Atlanta for it sure. It feels like ba- baseball is a little more against the player's will than NBA and NFL. Mm-hmm. Where they can't just say, "Hey, I'm putting out an ultimatum, and I want to go to this team." Well, they're also structuring their deals for like crazy long lengths in comparison yeah. to some of these. So it's like, "Ooh, ten years," and then you get and then you get hurt or something in year five, and then like automatically the front office is like wheels turning. How can we get rid of so and so in two years? Yeah. And well, we'll probably we'll talk about that in the NBA with LeBron James. Absolutely. Well, you want to get something for somebody. Absolutely. And so I get that. I mean, we're fantasy managers. You talk about it. You've already done a few fantasy drafts for in it. I have football. actually. I've already done a few fantasy football. Which drafts. Um, for this are, coming up season already? Yes. <laughs> right. I know we need to get <laughs> together, James, because usually Roman and I we probably did over a hundred last year. Hundred um, percent. We even sat down and you know tried to get in the same draft. Oh yeah. Board and and and. Draft like well, the order I, I auto drafted if you don't remember. So <laughs> yeah, you did pretty good. Playoff, <laughs> playoff bound. <laughs> oh, you were at my house. You were trying to download the app. Dude, your you're first right four by. picks. Yeah, I remember yeah. very clearly. At least, <laughs> at least you weren't getting kicked off, and at least you weren't picking players by like, the color of their helmets. Fair. How do you know? Damon That's Butler. <laughs> he did good. I like Dolphins. Damon had a great team. Anyways, um, if you look at if you if you look at being a fantasy manager and and how I would do it, I would. I cut my losses and I try to win championships, right? Yeah. And so it's it's harder when you have a fan base, when there's a lot more money invested, when these players mean something. Um, but I don't think players mean as much to the organizations as they used to. And um, no, professional sports is just different than maybe it will ever be again. Well, you get you get the whole aspect of like it's a business, it's a business. It's been said so long, and it was and it was stated for a really long time in like the early and mid two thousands, and now it's starting to become like a just a reality and kind of how people view it. Yeah. Um, well, these teams are worth billions of dollars, one hundred percent. Yeah, so they have to manage it and the players as assets. Where in the seventies and eighties. Teams weren't worth as much. Maybe yeah. with the economy, it was comparable in a way. But players meant more. Players were the asset. The name you had brought play, brought people in to buy tickets and watch the games. Yeah. And you had pride in the players. And now it's the brand. Because right. these owners are trying to build a brand and then sell a brand. Yeah. And if they make a few billion dollars off of it, they don't really care what players are on that team. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So. At least, I'll say at least... 
It's not they're not trying to lose games to sell teams. They're trying to win, build a brand, and sell teams. Most are. Mm-hmm. So, like Major League, that that the movie I love that movie, right? With the the Cleveland Indians. Oh yeah, and um, they're the Guardians. The, the, they were the Indians when it was Major League. They were. And the the theme of that the, they Which were trying to they were trying to lose, tank, sell the team, yeah, yeah, move yeah. the team, or whatever. I, I like that trend in sports now. As it's let's build a team, let's let's build a brand, and let's let's market that. Um. So. I had a thought and now I've completely forgotten it. What it forgot what it was, so it doesn't. It clearly Weston, wasn't that important. research what um, Roman's thought was. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um, so Chad, the French Chad Open, GBT. Uh, the French Open. Uh, we had some picks. Weston's picks are already out with Rublev, and who was the other one? Center. Gross. That's what um, you get for picking great, yeah, great, 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 great job. This is a church league podcast. Great, great job. They were out like the next day too. Yeah, they literally lost the next day after he. Made is there that a pick. righteous name? Like, is there a no saints or? Not that I know of. Santo. Um, but there is, uh, you guys had Djokovic winning, and I had um, Alcaraz winning. Both are still in. Yeah. Djokovic is playing right now. Yeah. Um, he's down a break. He's down? He's down a break. In the first set? Yeah. Oh, he'll, that's he'll so right. typical. Djokovic <laughs> could lose the first set and be he's fine. He's just gauging how much energy he has to put in against these guys. That's, that's, right, I'll start well, he's playing, playing what? Kashinov. Kashinov, who, um, Is that Kashinov me outside? Yep. That guy. <laughs> it's, it's that guy. And how about that? That was somebody check his coffee for something. Um, he's, he's if we on, have any listeners who caught one. that reference, he's already on. You're one. our favorites. Um, yeah, Coco Goff is still in, um, rooting for her on a regular basis. I mean, that's that's about all I'm paying attention to on the women's side. Yeah, I mean, her and um, Sweetek, because Ego Sweetek is. Outrageous! Is Sissy Pants still on the men's side? He is. All right. He Sissy is. Pants. He, plays, he actually plays Sissy Alcaraz. Pants. I call him Sissy Pants. Oh, I see him right here. He's they play. Good. They play yeah. today, right? Yeah, two fifteen. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's going to be. I what I really hope happens is just six zero six zero six zero. I hope Sissy Pants gets bageled. Alcaraz triple bagel by Alcaraz. Not because I want. I mean, yes, I want Alcaraz to win the whole thing, but because I really don't like Sissy Pants at all. His attitude is atrocious. I cheer for golf because she's my one American hope in the men's or women's, honestly. Not Taylor Fritz? <laughs> Come on. Like, I want to cheer for, I want I wanted to be like the 80s and the 90s when I was Pete Sanford, Andre Agassi, and I was cheering for these guys. Yeah. Like, I really loved tennis then. I was playing tennis then. Yeah. It, it was just, it was, it was magical. Yeah. He, um, now it's kind of hard, and you, it's nice to see quality tennis. You got some really great players all playing at one time, especially with when Federer, Djokovic, and Nadal were all playing at the same time. Yeah. Um, so it's it's cool to see players coming up, and men's tennis is is high quality. So it's it's I like watching it. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying women's tennis isn't, but the women's Coco Golf is at least my one American yeah. hope. Well, now your next probably your next big three is Alcaraz, Sinner, and then Runa. Um, all who are now 20 and maybe centers 21 at this point, um, but all winning at an incredibly high level, uh, which is, I mean, all have a Masters 1000 title. Um, Alcaraz already has a slam. Center center sounds like he needs to repent because he lost. Yannick Center. Um, I'm actually, like, seriously disappointed in this French Open for him because he's more talented than his loss, but... It is what it is. Especially um, when you're sending. So uh, looking at looking at some baseball, the Rangers are in first place, which is kind of what I was referencing earlier. Like, yeah. what Pirates, is happening? Pirates are in first place. Pirates are in first place. Cardinals are in last place. That but might say be, it again. Who's in last place? The who who is in last place? 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's we got swept by the Pirates, which is nuts. And every single game was a one-run game, and it was ludicrous. The Reds are playing the Brewers, and we we got the we got one yesterday. But I was like, come on, yeah. let's let's pull out a really big series here and make some noise. Um, I, I asked that we mention baseball just so I could hear you say Cardinals are in last place. No, it's fine. I mean, and, I don't. Uh, it's not going to be that way at the end of the on. season. <laughs> it won't be that way at the end of the season. But like, yeah. it is still like, come on, guys, figure it out, please. Well, um, we uh, did for a little while. I got a low light on some baseball. So yep. uh, okay. my son Taylor had a uh, tournament up in Yorktown this weekend. Yeah. In the on Saturday, they their first two games they gave up two grand slams. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Are these in the park they lost grand the slams? games? What in the park grand slams? Oh no no these kids, the these kids are hitting yeah. Okay. That's embarrassing in the park grand slam. No, I mean that's wild though. Yeah. I mean, and in the park grand slam, it's a lot of people moving around the bases. So yeah. they lost the first game. They lost two to twelve, and the second game they lost eight to twelve. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they were. Granted, the fences are pretty small. I think they were like two twenty five, two fifty, yeah. something like that. But yeah, these kids were hitting some bombs. Yeah. Wow. That <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Two grand slams. Two grand slams. That's yeah. nuts. Um. Speaking of Grand Slam, John Morant. Um, <laughs> Grand Slammer? There it is. That's what I was going for. Um, really. Is, there's um, So this guy <laughs> thoroughly enjoys having a weapon shown on Instagram Live. Just seems to be his thing. Um, and he has since cut ties with the guy, like completely unfollowed him on all the social media. Seems to have cut ties with whatever that guy's name was, like... DJ Jazzy T-Bone or something like that. And um, I, you know, gave that really crappy apology. So hold on. Who, what was the DJ? What was his deal? What's his it was, he was the guy that was, it was his car. They were listening to his music and he was uh, the guy that went live. Oh, okay. So gotcha, gotcha. it was. So that wasn't actually him going live that time. It was not actually John Moran going live that time. Yeah. It was somebody else. But John Moran's still holding a gun. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like being, being. Super unintelligent, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and though J.J. Redick, it is not illegal for him to do what he was doing, the NBA has a policy. And that policy is the idea of brandishing firearms in a public setting is something you cannot do. Yeah. And John Morant's now done it twice. So the Within NBA, months of each other. Right. The NBA has a punishment in place. They haven't said out loud what that is yet. And so I'm interested to th- to know what you guys think um, that like at an actual real punishment that fits the quote crime would make sense for John Morant because I'll say for me I think minimum half a season. How many so, games are in a season? Is it eighty something? Eighty four, I think. Eighty four or eighty two. Yeah, I'd say I agree with that. Give him give him forty some games. I think yeah, I think a half game, a half season. Um, suspension till it starts hitting his pocket and like there's other you know things that are starting to bother him you know because yeah. of this he's not gonna he's not gonna yeah. figure it out so is it NBA young boy is that the name of this rapper I'm looking at some articles I don't so maybe I don't it, I don't mm. says don't blame the rap music for what John Moran did oh I don't think it, that may have been the song they were listening okay. to he was hanging out with but, somebody but else how can you not is, bl- how can you not blame rap music right the question is is he promoting this to is there some kind of collusion here to he's about to be a rapper to become popular because John Morant, which is the dumbest thing ever, but you know, is 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 he promoting the brand of this guy? Or is John about to start a rap career? I don't know. Like trying to big street credit. You see or something? players come up to a post game interview and they they have a certain drink or they have 
maybe a, 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 a label um, that they wear, right? Um, um, Jimmy Butler has certain clothes that he wears when yeah. the camera's on, right? And so is the rap music or this individual, is this something that he's promoting in particular to kind of boost their career as well? I'm assuming that's part of the thinking. Um, I would say I'd like to see him out for a year. Yeah. Because in the NBA half a year and then you're in after the all-star break you're primed and ready to go for the playoffs yeah most players are, are sitting out a number of games anyways um i don't know if that's a really a punishment in this type of nba we play in now that could really hurt the the, the grizzlies because they may not be able to be poised for a playoff run if they can't but with the play-in teams and everything you think the grizzlies without john morant can be in the playing game yep oh yeah they can so does it really hurt the grizzlies if he comes in at the end of the year Maybe so suspension as well as maybe implementing some type of uh, meaningful, I don't know if community service is the word, but something like to get out and show, you know, like in the community, like, like the gun awareness. Tennessee, and The governor yeah. needs to say, hey, you're going to do music videos that are informative and educational about guns. And you're gonna, we're gonna put these in our school system. Yeah. And you're gonna be a better role model. It's your community services. <laughs> you're gonna be part of our character education initiative. Yeah, we've seen your uh, social media actions. Now let's uh, yep. backtrack and show them what. But do they how want it really that? Do be you handled? want him coming into the schools and telling kids, "Hey, don't be, don't be a fool." You know, I don't know, but it it does seem like I'm assuming there is got to be some kind of. M- thinking behind some of these bad choices well i think if i mean if we're going to go with the idea of meaningful suspension then he can't play in the playoffs for two seasons Mm. just the playoffs he missed no he misses this he misses if it's just i i mean for me if we want to make it meaningful so he missed if your team if your team makes the playoffs you can't play in the playoffs for two seasons oh well then the team will tank for two seasons fine get draft picks and then he comes back. He still can't play. Yeah, like that, that. That turns the fan base against him, right? Which is then meaningful Boy, to the that team. Would be, that would be a st- steep, steep penalty. Good. Yeah, we're brandishing firearms in public. I think it's going to be more complicated than we think because legally, outside of the NBA, there's a conversation about it, and it's such a polarizing conversation. Sure. Um, the NBA needs to stick with what the rules are. As a, as a business and as an organization say, hey, this isn't good for the brand. And this is what makes that. So if it's if it's an image issue and specifically image issue dealing with guns, then the punishment has to deal, has to have some kind of way to repair that image and double down on the importance of why that's an issue for the NBA. Because yeah. if they can't make it, make it clearly understandable for everyone and why this is important, then maybe the rule isn't that important. And I think the rule is important for their brand, and I think it's foolish that he's out there in that context. If there's a hunting video of John Morant using a gun in a, in a sort of a normal setting for what the gun's created for, then I think it's a different conversation. Yeah. And so people would be upset, but the NBA isn't really going to bow down to PETA or these other s- sort of situations. Right. But in Memphis, in a situation where he's in... A public place, in a car, brandishing a gun, listening to rap music, doing those type of things. Those are all systematic issues within that culture that are damaging to that culture. And he is not helping that culture. James, you are losing it over here. I just dropped anything else to drop. James has dropped everything. Anybody else want to drop anything currently (laughs) while we're in this moment? James is going to drop a rap album next. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But to drop some Instagram live. No, but uh, with that, though, 
I, you know, I think there could be a controversial ruling because you know the NBA also wants to use Jaw as like the upcoming face of the NBA. Yeah. So do they want to punish that too much and like jeopardize that? Or? I think that may be gone. They got Victor Wimanyama now. Yeah, and and Jaw just sat down with the commissioner of the NBA and Your said, "Your picture's only hey, twenty eight, by the way." I'm gonna learn from this and I'm gonna do better, and then in me immediately does the same thing again. Yeah. How many times with like on any the way of home. the jobs that you've ever had, you walk up to your boss, you make a mistake, and you're like, hey, I'm never going to do that again. And then a week later, you do the exact same thing. Is your boss going to say, you know what? I really want to use you as the face of the company. There are plenty of other players people want to get behind and cheer for. And Memphis isn't the, the flagship organization for the NBA either. No, well, in a it, normal job, you're looking for a new job. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think the issue is that Memphis in general has created a culture in which that's pretty acceptable. That rough, you know, that the new rough, bad boy. Or, I mean, and Dylan Brooks was a part of that in general. Um, but even pre, even before, I mean, it was a lot. And I think it kind of started with not the idea of being, um, quote, gangsters or like, ooh, I'm, I'm, you know, I pull a gun out whenever I feel like it. But like when it was Mark Gasol. Um, was Zebo and Tony Allen, and it was like we're gonna we're, we grind. That's what we do. Yeah. We grind, and so it's rough around the edges. It's gross, you know. Patrick Beverly in the mud basketball, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And so that then turned into this idea of well, now to in order to be that, I have to, you know, I have to be a little a little edgier. I have to be a little bit more, you know, bad boy piston like. Bill Lambier, you know, wrecking people in the face because I can, and who cares if I get ejected? Who cares if I get a technical? Well, that's how we get to where we want the game to be. Um, Memphis, had, like, really, even kind of before that, had adopted that culture in general, and it seems like the team adopted the city culture. Right. Um, and that's unfortunate. It's dangerous because I, I had some really important years in my life working with youth in that area yeah. and it is it's it's scary and sad because i don't i don't want to see that become a systematic issue but it's been a systematic issue for a long time and Absolutely. not of all of memphis memphis is a beautiful city oh, for it's sure got a lot of really cool history but gun violence is a problem yeah um louisville kentucky was like that for a while yeah. when i was a youth louisville was rough um, and the city really did a revitalization project, and they, they, man, they really started to brand based on what culturally was meaningful about that area, yeah. and they kind of, you know, kind of changed that image. Um, Memphis really has to work on that, and these NBA and Memphis culture are the most important things in that community, yeah. and when they match in that way, it's almost an unstoppable force. Can I say that I think that's the problem? I, I think I, that, I think I think that the Memphis Grizzlies mean too much to Memphis. I think that culturally, that becomes a problem. Well, you're if, not going to take the team from. I'm them. not wanting to take yeah. the team away from them, but I think that when you back to Vancouver, when your when your sports <laughs> team means more than other things, that it that. Well, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I mean, I think, I think cult, to, I think culturally, it is though. I think that that is part of the that's part of the problem. Well, you, the, look, Memphis hasn't had a lot to cheer about with right. sports teams, or even sometimes within the, the cool city culture. Pro shop, though. Within the city the culture, pyramid, I've been there, dude. It's yeah. Sweet, but <laughs> you don't want to blame them for getting excited about a team that's been successful. And Memphis, for a long time, has been 
grinding it out successful, and now they get a superstar. They're talking about we could win a championship successful. Now I think that's still a pretty far right. chasm, right? But that you want. We want that community to have something to cheer for because you got a lot of people in that community that have nothing else to really get excited about. But if you can't do that appropriately, do you actually deserve it? So like John Morant, if you can't act the way you are supposed to, given the guidelines with, within the organization that you work in, right. do you deserve to be in the organization? And like you said beforehand, if it's any of us that are in this room that do exactly what John Moran did in a different context. We're not just like, you know, on IG Live pulling out guns or whatever. But like, we don't have the job. Yeah. And we're talking about a suspension. So like, are we being super nice to this kid? To me, it'll be interesting. We're talking about, we're drafting logos. I'm not going to spoil alert, right? Right. But Washington, the Wizards, their logo once was the what? Uh, the, the Capitals? The Bullets. Oh, no, that's what they are now. Bullets, oh, no, yeah. Yeah. They were the Bullets. And the, the Bullets logo... Um, was was popular, was exciting. That team had some momentum going at one point. Yeah. And, they, and the NBA changed that because it was a bad look. Right. And that was a long time ago. And gun, yeah. gun violence and controversy about guns hasn't gotten any hasn't changed. It's only gotten more controversial. So I think it's a hot topic for the NBA for a long time. And they've tried to do their best to kind of get out of that because that urban vibe and urban culture kind of gravitates towards some of that gun violence, which is unfortunate because it doesn't just happen in urban settings. Gun violence happens all over the place. We are currently aware of that culturally in the United States. Yeah. It, it, it's, it happened in schools. It happened in churches. It's happened in the streets. And so this just hits too many of those triggers for people. And the NBA is a money-making organization. And Memphis is not your flagship moneymaker. No. So whatever Memphis needs from it doesn't really matter to the NBA. I think they're going to come down pretty hard on this. As, the, as I think they should. So um, we also and have... I a, think every city... I would like to see every state or main city within a state have a team. I want to see people have a team to cheer for. But just because Detroit is a mess as a city right. doesn't mean that they should lose the well, Pistons. Adam Silver just came out with a statement of maybe even yesterday or a couple of days ago about the idea of the expansion and it, it being a very real thing. And so looking at a few different cities that may end up getting a, um, a basketball team either again or for the first time, I know a lot of people want the Seattle Supersonics back. Um, I'd love to see a team in St. Louis. Um, I think even a team in the Virginia Beach Norfolk area would be pretty sweet. Yeah. There was talks at one point, but they didn't build the uh, they didn't build the stadium. Yeah. It's interesting because Memphis. What what's the stop the NBA from moving it from Memphis to Nashville? I think you get a totally different vibe. It would be a very different vibe, I think. And I don't necessarily know that that's the answer, but it keeps the team within the state. It does. Um, or you take them out to Chattanooga or somewhere else. Like, I mean, that that's a punishment. I mean, I want to see. I don't want to just strip Memphis of everything that's good and it's building that community, that's a money maker That'd be the that ultimate community. John Morant punishment. Oh, Can I, you imagine? The city of imagine. Memphis would hate him forever. That's a, that's, a, that's a stretch of a conversation. For sure. But well, I think the point, I mean, the main point is with the amount of gun violence we have right now in the country, like you have to, you have to do something yeah. to make a point or else it's going to, it looks acceptable. Yeah, right. Yeah. And with that young culture, that's all they're looking for. Oh, this, that, he can do that. Why can't I? Well, yeah. the NBA commissioner answers to people too. The owners yeah. all have something to say about this. That's a very interesting conversation as well. Yeah. I'd love to be in that room to see that. All right, so um, 
there are some other individuals who um, are going to make a big impact on the league here in the next few seasons. Um, one of those individuals being LeBron James. Um, Victor Wimbanyama. Victor Wimbanyama, <laughs> Joel Embiid. Um, but um, LeBron James, uh, his this next season coming up is his last season under his contract. So more than likely the Lakers are trading him to get something from him. He'll be 39 um, if they wait and he just walks away. They get him for, you know, they get nothing out of him. So more than likely they trade him. And so also there's potential with the same idea with Joel Embiid. He's a big fan of Doc Rivers. He's tired of losing. He's made that very, very clear. Uh, and I'm not, I think it's more of a stretch for him to be traded than it is for LeBron. Uh, but I mean, if those moves were to happen, that, that really changes the balance of a lot of teams or East West. I mean, however you want to look at it, sure. because they're so impactful. Maybe Joel Embiid is more impactful than LeBron James at this point. Um, I but think so. that's kind of depending upon what team we're talking about. Would you, would you be more shocked to see Joel Embiid, LeBron James get moved or no big moves? Like the NBA right now is about big offseason moves yeah. every year. So nothing's going to surprise me. There's going to be a shift in, in power and culture with these teams and, these guys are going to win championships. Joel Embiid knows I'm only as good as many championships I win. So where do you where do you see LeBron going? Where do you think number one destination is? I did see an article popped out. There was a buzz about the Mavs. Well, Kyrie said he wanted them to trade for LeBron. Oh, okay. Why not back to Cleveland? That'd be hilarious. I mean, that's what he does, right? He yeah. He goes somewhere, leaves, and comes back. Well, yeah. So I want to finish my career at home. My career. LeBron, like, that's going to be his statement. And LeBron made a statement <laughs> that what was it two years ago that he will play at least one season with his son and then he will retire. Yeah. Well, that that's the that's the so, main thing here. Yeah. That would be awesome. I think he stays in California. Son's at USC. And yeah. He may end up at USC. We were talking about that. He still has college eligibility. He does have college eligibility. That'd he'd, be he'd make nuts. a great nil deal. Yeah, he would. Um. <laughs> I can see him. I can see them, and this is going to sound ludicrous, um, but I can see him going to the Warriors. I can see the Warriors have young talent, and they have the ability to trade Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga. Um, I think they'd even be willing to part ways with like Moses Moody for LeBron James. I think with, one one interesting thing about you know a guy like LeBron James, you know, you're going to get him a year or two. Yeah, they're going to trade him because they want to get something for him. In that trade process, most teams aren't going to empty their cupboards of their future talent for right. that one or two years, especially yeah. if they're already close. So I think that at that point, the Golden, Golden State's like, you know what? I think we got a better chance winning a championship over the next five years with the core that we have than getting LeBron in and winning it next year. But I think their core, they view as Steph, Clay, Draymond. Let's give them the best chance which for them is another three, four years tops. That's before their their top guy decided to retire. Yeah, well, who's uh, Bob Myers? Yeah, Bob Myers. Which is why I think they no longer think the way you are. I think it's going to be win now mentality, and that hasn't been Bob Myers. That's not the way he's really? done it. He did it one time with Kevin Durant, and obviously worked out well as he won two championships. Yeah, but they didn't empty the tank for Kevin Durant. They just signed him, right? Yeah. So. I believe that whoever comes in now is going to take that win-now mentality because they're going to want to win to make themselves look good. Well, you look yeah. at the NFL right now with players who are kind of waiting to get signed or their teams are possibly going to release them. That could be LeBron James after next year. The Lakers say, we're riding it out, and then if we yeah. don't have you, we don't have you. And if you want to keep playing beyond when you should, then good luck finding the team, and we'll just watch him go off into sadness playing for whatever team. Okay. He can. I don't think he's going to do that. Right? Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think the, the bargaining chip of I want to play with my son is as valuable as he thinks it is. 
I think that's a lot of pressure to put well, on. That's his a kid. big. That's a big money maker for that's any just organization. Just money. That's what that is. Yeah. He could go to Philly. Yeah. I mean, like that's a that's a reality. They have young talent as well. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, I think he went to California for his movie career. No, I think California is where he's going to stay. I think he's going to stay. Um, as a Weston, uh, this is another yes or no question. <laughs> um, as a Dallas Mavericks fan, would you like to see LeBron joined with Luca and Kyrie? No. Okay. Well, that's that's all we need. That's I mean, there you go. He doesn't need to go to Dallas no. then. I mean, I think that'd be a huge move. I. Th- I don't know, man. I think Dallas wants to make a big... They need to make a big move. Yeah. I think they're a city that could have a a championship, regular championship team. And right now, they're a one-off team. Yeah. that When they won their championship with Dirk, it was sort of a one-off scenario. Um, you know, it was kind of a fluke compared to who is normally winning championships. Um, I'm not yeah. saying that they weren't talented. They didn't deserve it. That was I loved watching that team win. Right, and, and it happens every once in a while. You get a team that kind of bucks or one of those teams that kind of come in. You're like, oh, I didn't, wasn't expecting that. That's not the traditional approach. Right, um, but they're going to probably have to take the traditional approach at some point because they're they need somebody else. They need someone with some basketball smarts that can get Kyrie and Luca to play together. And I think LeBron could do that. I think, yeah, potentially. I I, I do. Mean, I respect doable. his mental game, and yeah. I respect his game, but um, but I think his basketball acumen and being able to find get players to play together and notice like, hey, give me this player to complete the puzzle. Yeah. He understands that at a pretty high level. I think Mavs would be a pretty good spot minus Kyrie. Get Kyrie out of there, Luca and LeBron, and kind of build a couple guys around him. I and mean, you already have guys there. Then you got Cuban. I mean, he's a money guy. He knows how to make things happen. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see. I would love to see him. It's a big enough market. I mean, he's also made the statement that if he could play with one player in today's NBA, it was Steph. Yeah. Well, um, Cuban is also a sports fan. Yeah. So he's not just an owner who wants to make money. He wants mm. to win championships. Yes. Yeah. He is that invested. I can see it. I can I can see it being a real possibility as far as money goes. Um, because I don't think Mark even pays or cares about any of that. Like he's yeah. like, I, whatever, dude. Yeah. I'll, I'll pay the tax on my own. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, well, at what point is Cuban saying, you know what? My time with the Mavericks is done. I took right. this organization from this to this, and now I'm going to make a few billion. Let's I mean, take it to the Shark Tank board. Let them figure it out. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. <laughs> see what right. Mr. Wonderful has to say. So, all right, NBA Finals. Since we recorded last, there's been two NBA Finals games. Yeah. Um, the Nuggets had a blowout in game one. I mean, it ended up being like a 10-point game, but the reality was the game was over was in trash like the middle of the third quarter. Yeah. So um, not that fun of a game to watch other than just like – Aaron Gordon looked like a grown man against anyone who tried to guard him. We had fun watching it. We had um, the biggest pizza I've ever seen. <laughs> we did. It was fun. <laughs> Shout out to Sal's pizza. It was that fun hanging out. Was huge. But like that game Shout was out to was Greece. That in all, in all honesty, that game was over once Aaron Gordon had his first two wide open layups. Like it was, I, which then obviously the Heat changed their strategy in the second game. But Aaron Gordon looked like unguardable. Yeah, Jokic just stayed at the top of the key just. Passing it in and people were right. dunking on well, each other. Well, they so they transitioned into a one-three-one in the second. Uh, their their zone actually became more. They were more in and out, a little like, like, like it like kind of transformed, mm-hmm. kind of morphed into whatever two-three-three-two, one-three-one. And so in the second game, it was a lot more one-three-one that kept a guy at the free throw line, so that Jokic couldn't just sit there yeah. and do whatever he wanted, which is what he did in game one. And yeah. and in, hey, Eric Spolstra, Eric Spolstra is a stinking good coach man yeah um to make that adjustment i the heat played the that is the only way 
I think the Heat win games. And the fact that they played almost perfect basketball and it was and Jamal Murray had a chance to tie it legitimately at the end of that game yeah. is not good for the Heat. Well, we said that yeah. at the beginning of the series when we picked them, though. Yeah. Like, they have to be perfect. I will say they got a fair amount of help from the refs in the fourth quarter. Nah. Yeah, there was a lot of, listen, a lot of phantom fouls <laughs> and people flopping that was really annoying to watch. Well, that's the pl- that's the theme of the playoffs. Dude, anyway, I can't. So. I'm so ready for players to get seriously fined for flopping in the Whatever. NBA. The NBA the NBA is going to have to crack down on. I'm so tired of it. Not making it like professional soccer, dude. I know. I hate it, man. I, mean, I hate it. It is. It's hard to watch as a traditional basketball. Like, I miss the bank shot. I want to yeah. see. I want to see good follow through. I want to see like fundamentals. And you got players who are shooting and then flailing, flailing their arms because that's. That's the new shot, right? Well, and then so, you lay there long enough, they're going to yeah. review it, and yeah, I can't. Like something had I to happen. He's I still on the ground. I can't stand that man. And I that's get it. If that's you get both. touched in the head, they're like, just, right. just lay I there. mean, you know, I saw there was a there was a play in the fourth quarter. One, oh, they also missed a goaltending call that was ludicrous um, towards the yes. end of that game. It was oh, not even oh, close. Oh, yeah. Bam's oh my gosh, <laughs> it was seriously. It wasn't even close. It was all, it was definitely on the way down. The fact they didn't call yeah. it or even review it. Is crazy to me. Speaking of goaltending, do you think they should go European rules and just not have a goaltending? No, absolutely not. What that mean, would, like let people be, goaltend? It would be crazy. Then, I mean, as soon as the ball touches the rim, you can like what's oh the maybe yeah yeah if your, it hits the your, rim you can grab it I guess but like yeah just on a shot like on a down, shot people would be just crazy yeah so, yeah so I think there's a I think there's a conversation about adjusting the goaltending rule yeah um, it's tough because the players are so much more athletic they're they're getting the ball off the backboard there's a lot of blocks yeah. Man, that 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 to me was a goaltending, right? But oh, it definitely like. Yeah. I mean, it, it was coming down. It was for sure coming down. What, what can you do? You can't review, review it, it at least. Review. You got everybody on the floor losing their minds. I mean, you you had you had Heat players stop. Like that's when you know when yeah. the other team stops and they're like, oh, like, yeah. eh, like, come on, like how? Yeah. Like that's a crucial moment in the game. How can you not? That's a, that changes. I'm sure there's a lot of pressure on the NBA to not review. Like, don't stop the game. Pace of play is across sports. But like, altogether. sure, I'm cool with pace of play. But when a shot and the game is that close, and that that yeah. point matters. That's a one point game at the end. Yeah. And Jamal Murray doesn't have to shoot a three. That's he a was, completely different game. He hit some big threes. There's a lot of conversation. Know they should have called a timeout, set up a play. They, I'm surprised he wasn't fouled before they sh- he shot. The oh, ball. absolutely, I he, agree. He, he, dra- he drained two threes that just kept them in that yes. end of the game scenario. And I honestly thought if he gets a three off, he's going to make it. He I thought high. as soon as they pass him the ball, they were going to foul him. Yeah, and they did. But then you have to be careful because these guys are so quick with well, shots. He actually, could- no, you can't anymore. There's a take foul. You can't. You can't just foul them in transition because then there's a take foul. Then they get to shoot the free throw and then they get the ball back. Um, so you can't just foul them now, unless he, unless if you're in front of them. I think they could they could reach in and get it. Uh, well, you have to foul. be you have to be in front of them. Yeah, for it to not be a clear path. path, clear path. So yeah, they they they. That's you think why they take foul on that though. Yes, they have. I to. mean, I'm here for it. They have to. I, the last thing, like college basketball, is really good about fouling so they can't get a three off. Right. I, I want to. I hate that rule. It's a stupid. Well, that's it. why the take rule exists yeah. now. But you know the rules are different in college than. In I think the it day. actually started because of Hackershack, and then yeah. that's kind of how they started to transition that. It wasn't the take foul up until recently. Yeah, the clear path um, foul would drive me nuts. Just foul so they don't get a, lay, a layup. Yeah, and then you're cutting out dunks. You're cutting out fast breaks. Yeah, the NBA is saying, hey, that's a terrible move. Right. We got, we need that. Hundred percent. Fans love it. Yeah. Well, that's why the WNBA needs to lower the rim. 
so there can be some dunks. Um, there it is. That's true. Was less, has there ever been a goaltender in the WNBA? <laughs> sure. Not other than touching the rim or the net to, to adjust the I'm ball. I'm sure like, Brittany Griner could. I, is anyone swat one out? Of the has sky. anyone ever been less the sky? Yeah, like, I guess. <laughs> she's a she's a tall girl. She's six eight. Six eight. Anyway, six I don't, Satan. What you say? Six Satan. Six eight. Six eight is what I said. I said six eight. Um, Somewhere in the range. Yeah. But anyway, I. I mean, it was. We have been canceled. It uh, was a great. Well, they can cancel. It's fine. I should have been canceled a long time ago for being honest. Um, I. It was a great. The second game was a good game to watch. I. I at times I'm frustrated by the refs late in the game. However. Um, it's not like Denver didn't have a chance to win. It, it, I can't completely blame the refs. I think part of it is for, for really annoying. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of flopping. I'm so, so tired of it. I'm tired of people losing. Like Jimmy Butler went up for one, and Aaron Gordon is like next to him, and he flails and yeah. on the ground, and you, you literally, like they show the slow-mo replay, and Aaron Gordon doesn't even touch him. I and think the work on removing some of that, the the, the leg flail f- flailing on the like the the three pointers and yeah. stuff. I think they've really they've really talked to players, the shooter about that. Yeah, they've talked to the defender about landing in their space. There's a lot of things. Yeah, that the NBA has adjusted to. They don't adjust really quickly on those things, but they do adjust. Right. As far as our picks for the finals, I mean, I had Nuggets and six, and I, I thought the Heat were going to win their first game mm-hmm. I'm, I'm disappointed in myself i didn't do enough research to know they've won their first round game in every series but every um, championship that the heat have had they've lost their first game mm. and so i should have known that they were going to win the second one instead of the first right one. but i still think it's nuggets and six yeah i mean i'm i mean i, I call the sweep now um, if it goes 2-1 if the heat win and it goes 2-1 it's going to be an interesting because that puts yeah. pressure on the Nuggets that they haven't felt before. Yeah, they they had won seven in a row until the loss. Right, um, and they haven't been there before. I mean, Contavious Caldwell Pulp is their only only um, championship pedigree, right. right? So he they were interviewing him, and he said, "Yeah, I'm surprised people, more people don't listen to me." And I'm like, "Really? Are you? Yeah, you're not LeBron James." Shouldn't like, be. Uh, yeah, no. I'm I do. Hey, I do challenge everybody listening to go watch the game on ESPN three game three. On the for the sky cam, <laughs> no announcers, and it's from the the, the sky camera. So I ha- that's how I had to watch it. It was your imagination just runs wild. <laughs> it's it's insane. Was it? Would you say it was a better experience or a worse experience? Uh, it probably works because I almost fell asleep like nine times because there's no commentators. It'd be interesting. Like I think that that's a like that's an underrated thing that doesn't get talked about very often. That like how an an announcer can make oh, yeah, or 100%. break a game like. Michael yeah. Breen is outrageously good. Dude, it was a last He's the second bang game. Guy, if anyone's wondering, it yeah. was a last second game, and I was just watching like nothing was going on. And like it ended, I got up and went to bed. Like, yeah. like, no emotion. There was, yeah. like, right. game there was no emotion because we're they, so yeah. spoiled at this point that like we need a game that actually matters. Yeah. They all matter right. in the in the, the right. finals, but I mean, I'm watching them on mute because usually at that point the boys and I are doing a Bible reading right before it's time to go to bed. Yeah, and so we're like right in the middle of that second quarter. Um, maybe just right at halftime, and we're like, okay, we gotta do do. Yeah. Our, we're trying to get through the Bible in a year, so there's Exciting. Some, oh, it is. You think John Morant's doing that? I think so. I think That'd be should. awesome. He, he should. already has. If he should put that on it, he should put that on his IG live. He should put that on his IG live. Maybe that's what he has to do to get back in the league. Listen, <laughs> I doubt it. Read the Bible in a year. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, if he when did you're that, done, we'll talk. He'd have a whole lot more fans. Um, There's a saying. lot of violence in the Bible. Not gun violence, obviously, but... Yeah, but yeah. pretty close. Yeah. Ja comes out with a slingshot. Read the story. Um, read about Eglon. 
Yeah. All right. So <laughs> we're going to draft. Um, we're going to do our draft this hey, week. Can we do one Caleb's update before the draft? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Because I have that pulled up on my phone. Oh, yeah. They I did. They did update. Yeah, they did update. So um, Caleb Williams, he said, hey, I lost my phone, which is unfortunate. Right. So um, they're looking for a phone. I don't know if you want to be those people. Um, but uh, they said they they were in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Dayton. So, Ooh. yeah. So they went through Flyers. Dayton. So that's another state. Man, and every state that they get in beyond Virginia, I'm really excited. They're pretty close to Indiana guys. at that point. Yeah. Um, and they're they're going to hit. If they're going through Chicago, I don't think they're going to. They're just going to go right above. No, they, they'll cut through the corner of Indiana and then get into Illinois. Yeah. I think that's what their update said on Facebook. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're still doing their thing. Yeah, um, man. So, and they're they're um, interested in maybe some funding and interested in, in putting out more information, getting some support. So mm-hmm. if you want to check that out, look at um, Facebook, Caleb Williams, Caleb Lowe. Yeah. The Caleb's. Um, what was it? Mingo. and Mingo and Big Al. Big Al. Yeah, um, I don't know if those nicknames are going to stick, but we're going to call them that until they let us know. Hundred percent. Maybe when they're done, we can um, have them be on the podcast. That'd be really awesome, actually. Tell them to ride back over. Let's send the intern. Get him on a bike. He's got long legs. Just so say, hey, catch him. Yeah, <laughs> catch him. <laughs> <laughs> on a, right, be, on be, a beach be quick. Cruiser. All right, yeah. so we're Godspeed. doing um, our draft this week wheel. is uh, best sports logos, um, and any era uh, you can pick from any sport. Um, and I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I think it's, I'm excited about this one. It was nice kind of going back and looking and being like, oh yeah. Um, that one, that one right there. Um, all right. So James, you have the first pick. My first pick is going to the old Washington Redskins logo. Really? The Indian head. Oh Yeah. Yes. That's a solid and one. And it's out of principle because I was a Redskins fan growing up and mm-hmm. for the longest time. And out of principle, you know, I have to do it. All these woke people out here, I mean, I've changed their name, you know. <laughs> woke. It's, yeah. That's fair, though. And it's, it's kind of silly because the NFL and the Redskins used to give so much money to, like, the Indian communities. and yeah. But then these people are like, you know, it's so insulting. And But is it, though? It's like keeping them... Keeping us aware of, yeah, you know that community. Yeah, well, and you could even see like people asked Native American, like they were like you yeah, could see like, Native American. They were like, we don't. The people that complained about care. it didn't even watch the game. Yeah, we don't really. It was stupid. But yeah, that's my um, first pick. All right, I'm, I get Man, it. It's definitely better than the commanders. Right off the bat, um, I <laughs> am gonna go with the 1993 to 2006, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, dude. Um, I thought I was gonna be safe on that one. No, man, that's that's one of my favorite logos. That that actually is probably my favorite logo of all time. Really? Yeah. But big, uh, the movie, the Mighty Ducks, mm-hmm. like loved it. D two, the Mighty Ducks, when they came out with the jerseys, and this I'm spoiling a lot. If you haven't seen that movie, um, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, though, flying yeah. the. If you haven't seen it though, like, it's, a, it's like a '90s, early 2000s yeah. movie. Um, but it's the the duck hockey mask with the the hockey sticks cross in the back. Let me tell you, man, the hockey mask with like the duck bill built in. Yes, that might be like at some point we at some point we're gonna do jerseys at and like that's might be my number one. Yeah. Like it just whatever the, depends on what who's drafting first. The, co- the get real those colors just day. don't match with much though. The colors it right, but I mean like the color scheme is sick. Like okay. that, I see somebody with that jersey on, like automatic respect. Like it doesn't I, even matter what we're doing. I see some of that jersey on and I say quack. Yeah, hundred percent. Quack, quack, quack. It is a that is a little Gordon Bombay action. What year? 
Um, Checking your right, heart rate sorry, over there? You all right? No, unfortunately. Your I'm phone not, telling you to get up take some steps? 100%. Um, <laughs> but no, man, that was, I mean, dude, and what's really terrible is that their new logo for the 2007 to present is atrocious. It is so bad. It's just like, um, it's a, oh, hold on, time out. We just got a, there's an announcement. The PGA Tour Live Golf DP World Tour announced merger in stunning move to to unify the game of golf. Live and PGA are going to combine. Uh, that I ju- that just came up on my phone. So, in a shocking historic move. So let's um, next next podcast. Let's take PGA and Live and combine those letters and rename it. Yes, I love it. I'm not gonna. <laughs> nope. I almost. Nope. All right. And it's and also yeah yeah. Oh, so no. anyway, that is that's not. A, I just just that just came up on my phone. So good times. Well, that's that's awesome. You heard it here first. Breaking people. news. Breaking news. <laughs> that's the that's the <laughs> our Belgium listeners are excited. Yeah they, yeah they are. All right, they're still there. Okay, so uh, Corey, you have two. Well, I tell you what's crazy. I'm not. I don't know if I'm gonna pick any of my favorite teams. Oh, I yeah, I might pick one. Um, I think the Detroit Red Wings. That's a great logo one. is stunning. That's a good I mean, it's cool. And so um, they were given a team in 26, 1926. They couldn't decide on a name. Um, in 32, they had a, a new ownership. They, rene- they renamed them the, the Red Wing- Wings due to um, the owner was a big sporting club uh, with cycling routes. Like yeah. he, so the, the wheel was something that he was thinking about. And so with the Detroit Motor City, they put the the wheel with the wings on it, and it's been the same logo ever since. Um, it's just a iconic logo, and I like that for the Motor City. It really speaks to Detroit. It's just cool, man. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a good pick. Um, it, I get another one. You get back to back. All right. So, and I guess I'm going to keep that theme of like city pride. Okay. Um, I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers logo. Mm. Okay. Um, and so the Pittsburgh Steelers logo. Um, in 62, Republic Steel of Cleveland approached the Steelers and suggested they consider it the steelwork or the insignia used by iron workers as a helmet to honor Pittsburgh's steel heritage. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's the take on the logo there. Um, and, of course, they've been an iconic team, a really good team, a successful team in the NFL. So that logo is noticed um, because of that team success. But it speaks to that sort of gritty Pittsburgh um, iron worker yeah. Um, which I think is very cool. Um, in fact, I was watching um, like House Hunters yesterday as I'm kind of winding down, and they had um, someone in Pittsburgh looking for a house, and they had what they called the Pittsburgh Potty. And um, steel workers had a toilet, just a toilet in the basement of most houses where they would come into the basement floor level. They were so filthy, they would kind of get cleaned up. And before they went upstairs to kind of, um, oh, it's like so the, it's like a mud room. The mud room before yeah, mud rooms. The mud room of all mud rooms is the Pittsburgh potty in the basement. It was a dungeonous looking scenario. It was kind of, you know, homeowners these days aren't too excited about it, but it's a Pittsburgh thing. So Good. the Pittsburgh um, Steelers logo. There you go. I like it. Yep. Um, all right, I'm gonna go. Oh, I gotta pull my list back up. I'm gonna go with the. 1995 to 2008 Toronto Raptors logo. Um, now, there was one immediately following that that is really similar, but the color scheme is a little different. This is the one with um, the little, like, kind of circle in the back with some spikes that had the Raptor actually on it. Oh, the um, said Raptor, yeah, yeah, but the, the background is purple. 
Um, and then the one, the iteration after that, the background is red, and I think the purple just looks better. Those jerseys that also came out were incredible. Is that Vince Carter days? Um, it is. It's, yeah. uh, Vince Carter was is like kind of a mix of both of those, gotcha. um, but he was more part of the the purple um, Toronto Raptors logo. Um, I think it's probably the most iconic and best Raptors best Raptors logo there has been. Um, it's the one I remember the most, but it's also a lot of these. What I'm what I'm realizing is a lot of these I have tied to the players in which yeah. like used the logo or had had it on their jersey or whatever. And like not necessarily whether I liked them or not, because I'm not like the largest Vince Carter fan, but like he helped make that really iconic. Yeah, like he pivotal took, players at he the, took it to the upper room. Yeah. And I do I do like, you know, dunks being judged by Vince Carter on TV still. Like as they should yeah, be. It's um, yeah, and so it, I don't know, it's a it's when I think Raptors, that's what I think of, and then I think of the lo- new logo, and I'm like, mm. Mm. they're not bad, but it's like, mm. like it could be so, it could be so much better. You want it to be a little more soft and fluffy. Yeah, right. That Toronto Raptors logo is pretty sweet. Soft and fluffy? Did they call you that in high school? That's uh, in the middle school. Middle school. Um, <laughs> they know who else they call that in middle school? Nicole Jokic. Jokic. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Those. <laughs> Those middle school memes of him, oh, man, they're I love so it. funny. I think if they win a championship, his middle school photo needs to be their new logo. It should be. It's <laughs> awesome. The new NBA <laughs> logo. All right, James, you get two. Two. Uh, my second pick, uh, I'm going with the Buccaneers logo. Okay. It's funny. You guys were just talking about how you didn't like the Buccaneers logo, but I, th- I actually like them both, both logos. The one with the pirate head, oh, yeah. the orange pirate head, and the flag. Okay. I like the I like the the pirate head more than Do I you like, like the flag. Yeah, what's your color scheme that you like better? Do you like the orange? No, so I didn't like the color scheme that went with it, but I like the actual logo. Yeah. So does the orange br- just bring back really negative memories? I mean, that was a long time of losing. What? Well, no, it's more so just the lo- like the looks of the logo. Yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah. care about their past organization, yeah. but I don't know. I like the Tampa area, so I kind of yeah. got some ties there, and then uh, cool. yeah, it just looks like a cool logo. That's a, I mean, it's a solid logo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of yeah. rough, a little piratey, you know. I mean, yeah. I like the pirate ship in the in the stadium too. I mean, they do some. They're owning it. Yeah. All right, James, your third pick. Next pick is going to Manchester United. Okay. Man, I love it. Yeah, dude. Um, nothing more than it just looks regal looking. Like regal. it looks very regal. like. <laughs> it is. You know what it's, looks regal? You reading these out of your little black book over there. It's not. It's blue. A blue book. Yeah. It is awesome. It's my work notepad. I love it. Yeah. You're almost out, dude. You're gonna need to get a new one soon. Well, no, I didn't want to get the work real work oh, in this work okay. mixed up. <laughs> mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start from the back. I Somewhere we're gonna meet the middle, but <laughs> I understand. It is nice to finish a whole book, though. Like when you like finish a whole notebook, like you yeah. filled out every page. Like yeah. that is such a satisfying. As long as you're prepared for it, and you're like looking for another page. Like, oh, yeah. Back what on. is happening? <laughs> um. All right, man. I'm glad we got soccer on the list. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with um, 2005 to, pres- to present, uh, the Penn State Nittany Lions. Okay. Um, I, it just it seems very, it's just classic. It's iconic. Which one is that? Uh, it's, the, it has, it's like blue in the background, and then there's a white outlined lion. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I thoroughly enjoy it. It's very minimal, but like you see it, and you know exactly what it is yeah. every time. It's like, oh, yep. Yeah. And like and I, I there's something to, like I don't know I I have heard that going to a Penn State game is something that everybody needs to 100%. go do. I've heard that place gets wild. Um, I, I think that and then on top of the fact that the logo is just so recognizable. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't I don't I don't even know how to explain why I like it so much other than it just seems classy almost. Yeah. Um yeah. but just clean. Yeah. So Well, I don't know how clean that is. I know well, you know. Uh but yeah, that's um that's my third pick. Corey, third and four for you? Yeah. Um oh, just low power mode on my phone. We could be in trouble. There's only um I like um the Navy logo and the okay. a lot of sports teams logos just use the letter. So like there's a there's a there's sort of a meme out about hey, Big Ten, we're gonna do a logo and they're like, I'm gonna be the letter I, I'm gonna be the letter M. Well I'm already the letter M and you know um not the not the N, the big block N logo, but the old ones. So they were the um, the midshipmen they had the um the RAM logo. I like the sixty nine to ninety six. It's a uh, Ram head holding an anchor, human arms, but the um the ninety six to two thousand nine even they had um, the ram with like this um, navy flag hanging over it. Yeah, um, I, I really like that. Well, I like that logo. Now their their original logo, um, the 06, 1906 and nineteen sixty nine. You talk about regal. I mean, we were looking at this a minute ago. It's you know, it's yeah, it looks it's like, like a family uh, like a family crest. I mean, crest, it's really yeah. cool. I don't know why they just decided to go away from that and just have an end with a star. Um, but I guess that's just marketing. It's probably to sell jerseys and things like that. Was that pick just to get in, uh, make sure you're in the good graces with all the Navy community around here? No, I just, uh, I was thinking about some of the like um, military academy logos. And for some reason, I thought Navy, I thought it was the best one. Yeah. Um, my next pick is the Baltimore Orioles, mm. okay. which is um, interesting. Like which is interesting. But they're, um, I think it's interesting. They're the um, the cartoony like Oriole mm-hmm. um, artist Stan Walsh. He's the creator of Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Oh, he created that cartoon bird in '66. So they kept that cartoon bird until they adjusted it. Yeah, but it was almost like this Disney esque kind of, and it's really some pop art going in there. So they actually yeah. had an artist do that. I thought that was really neat. Um, the links they went to. There's a in researching this. There's a lot of teams that are like they put it out and say fans, what's the logo need to, to be. I think the Buffalo Sabres have two Sabres and a Buffalo. It's very literal. Fans decided it. But um, but I think that's pretty cool that they have, like, an artist, and you could see his work on a – if you're a maniac and you eat um, Rice Krispie treats – Rice Krispie just as cereal, I use it only for Rice Krispie treats. Right. <laughs> but Fair. I do like the noise it makes. But, yes, the Baltimore Orioles logos. That's solid. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to go with um, – I'm going to go with a Homer pick. The 1999 to present St. Louis Cardinals logo. Okay. Um, I. You're, I mean, a, bit, you're I, a big bird guy. Well, huh? I yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, I th- obviously I'm biased, but I like the I like what they've done with the logo. It's clean. It. That's the logo with the bird sitting on the bat. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Oh, it's I have a pennant chilling up on my wall right there. It's a. <clears throat> uh, in comparison to some of their other logos, it lo- it's more serious. Mm-hmm. I um. I don't know that one with the uh, the hat you got there with the STL on it. I think that one looks pretty legit. I mean, I really like the STL. Like, I'm I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the STL. It's uh, but I think that the bird itself is more iconic. Yeah. Um, I know exactly what that is. I don't know if you hear a dog in the background, but there is. That's uh, it's Corey's dog barking at somebody. She's guarding. Oh, she's protecting this house. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, so yeah, I mean that's uh, Cardinals logo, and it's. It's absolutely biased, but I'm super okay with it. Yeah. So, James, you got four and five coming up. Uh, four, I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks. 
Oh. The logo with the big old buck on it. Yeah. There's and no ties here other than... That's a big buck, dude. That's a 12-pointer. I counted it out. <laughs> yeah. Somebody <laughs> needs to take that thing down. Yeah. I, hey, I, I, I was looking at their old one, their new one. Their new one is so much classier. It immediately makes me yeah. think of hunting. And I don't... You know, that's like kind of that a good time. white yeah. tan and green. Um, it just looks so... It's a it's a good-looking logo. Yeah. It's right. a good-looking color scheme. Almost matches the color scheme of the new youth room. It does. Put a buck's logo on there. Just put the, yeah. the old fat hat of the yeah. Bucks logo chilling on the wall. Um, that's two bucks for you, by the way, James. Buccaneers um, and Bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, your fifth pick. Fifth pick is going to. I'm going to go with the Lakers logo. All right. Kind of random, but uh, I don't know. It's just it. It takes me back to a childhood. Just watching some like NBA on NBC, seeing that logo. It's just the basketball with the Lakers uh, name written on it. It's you know it's pretty simple, but it's uh, takes me to good times in the childhood. Watching some NBA. It's, it's a super iconic logo. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah, I didn't want to go all iconic, but yeah, I think that was a good iconic one to uh, kind of go after. Man, I am torn between two. I'm going to go with my heart here. Okay. The 1989 to 2002 San Antonio Spurs logo. Um, that's a little bit of pink in it. Yeah, a little yeah. pink and teal. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good man, one. dude. That's a, that's a solid. Like, that's, that's a good pick. Weston's shaking his head yes over there, too. Yeah, Weston, don't, you're going to get a pick here at the very end. You'll get the very last one. We just wanted to make sure How's that we took all of yours. How's he going to make a pick by only saying yes or no? Um, I'll give you a list of three, and you just <laughs> say yes. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, you get to, you'll get you pick one after Corey picks uh, his last pick. But I like the logo because there's a little bit of color. All the San Antonio Spurs logos are just black, white, silver. With um, the they're, spur. They're yeah. not bad, but I think the little bit of color kind of feels more like – Southwest feel. Well, there's that um, little 90s, 80-ish kind of vibe yeah. to it. You know? Yeah, no, I like it. It's like sort of like movie theater carpet, but not, Ooh, you yeah. know. Those um, are good times. I'm a, I'm a fan. All right, so, Corey, last pick. Oh, man. Well, hey, the Nuggets are in the NBA Finals. Yeah. And um, in 74 to 81, they had a minor with um, yeah, the they Denver did. Nuggets. Yeah, they did. He had, he had a pickaxe and stuff. Um, his name, let me make sure I get this right. Um is Maxi the Miner in the 80s um, before they changed it to, you know, the Skyline logo, which there's some cool, like, homage logos to different Skylines, the Seattle Supersonics. That's a good one. They had a good one. Yeah, But uh, the, the, mine, the Maxi the Miner logo, I think, is pretty cool. Um, you know, it's just, it's a fun logo. Yeah. I, I like looking at these old logos. I like old logos sometimes almost probably 80% more. 80% more of the time I like them better than the current logos. Yeah. But um, but I think that one for the Nuggets. That's a solid pick. Yeah. Should we go do another draft another day with worst logos? We could. Oh, yeah. There's probably tons I of think them. at some point where we need to do jerseys as well. Okay. Hey, honorable um, mention for me is uh, Mr. Redleg, the Cincinnati's. That's, I wasn't going to yeah. make a homer pick, but I really love the baseball head. Yeah. Like that with the big mustache. mustache. Like I want that on a hat. Yeah. Um, and it's it's been hard to find the right hat with that logo, but um, I really like that. There's some really... There's some really cool baseball logos out there, but I want to give the Nuggets a nod since they're in the finals. The other one I couldn't that I was I was trying to pick between the Spurs and this one was the Miami Hurricanes. Just super the like U. it's the U. They yeah. had it since '72, hasn't changed at all. Like it's a, I mean, and you just yet again you've had so many iconic players come through that university. Mm-hmm. I mean, was it what was it um, what what was it. Catholics versus convicts. I mean, they were a big part With of Michael that whole. Irvin yeah, I mean, guys. that was nuts. That was so cool. I mean, yeah. and to keep that throughout for for so long, and yeah. it's still 
work is uh, pretty neat. So you have picks left. Oh, uh, we got one pick left with okay. Weston. All right. So Weston, who do you got? The UT Longhorn. The oh my. This it's is simple. why <laughs> it's simple. No, that's a good looking logo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's simple. Horns down. No. <laughs> no. Uh, well, you can't ask a guy from right, Texas right. what his logo is on short notice and he'll not go the to the Cowboys. Long- I had like two horse. minutes to come up with one. You it's either s- that or a star. So, you know, which one did you want? You got to keep oh. it simple down there. I mean, it's too complicated. Okay. All I, right. like the, I like the color scheme. It's, yeah, yeah, I like the it's, a, good, it's a good one. I, I, I like that it references Bebo, Bebo, the their mascot, actual mascot. Bebenbop? Bebenbop, Bebo. That's yeah. a Bebenbop um, or something? It's a good looking. I like their mascot. We talk about mascots. We've done that before. Yeah. Um, so I get it. But, you know, a lot of the top logo conversations that I've been looking at online, it was like Cowboys. Yeah. It's just a star. And they, I think it's because it's iconic, mm-hmm. but no, I don't know. When, like, winning teams, I think, are also, it's easy to root for a team or, like, like a logo that is yeah. associated with winning. Yeah. Um, and the Cowboys won for a long time, um, which is interesting why you'd pick the Longhorns because I feel like they don't win much. Um, they don't. You were talking about University of Miami. Maybe think of something totally off the wall, but not necessarily. Did Good. you hear about this new Netflix documentary, Swamp Kings? I have not. No, Florida Gators. Oh, Aaron Hernandez. oh, with Aaron Hernandez, yes. gone forever. Did they find something um, in the swamp? No, they're going to do a documentary on that team. I forgot about that. Tim Tebow. Tim Aaron Tebow. Hernandez. Oh, yeah, wow. man. Pouncey. Like, what? Not Pouncey. Urban what? Meyer. That by that. <laughs> I think Pouncey was after that, wasn't he? I think so. Uh, That's yeah. going to be fun times. If you got a Netflix account. Um, yeah, no, I'm gonna like watch to, that one for sure. I'd like to watch it with you. How did that work with those two guys? Uh, it, that's I'm, what the yeah, documentary is about. Yeah, that's I interesting. Will, I'm probably gonna. It's I'm gonna, definitely gonna watch that. It's gonna be a killer. All right. Well, hey, this is a good one. Um, excited about it. You can't. All right. Um, okay. Hey, killers. thanks for joining us this week. Um, hopefully, you join us next week. Have a good one. <laughs>